Put him on the uh, the Roomba when he gets vacuumed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scare the living piss out of the kids. <laughs> coming back one more time for your fucking asses. My name is Darian. I've got a impacted colon full of horror goodness ready to expel upon you people. Ready to purge myself of this horror shenanigans. Miss Monica is here. I'm here. She has an eating disorder, so she will also be purging. And Buddy is also in the house. Hey, what's up, everybody? He's right back from the East Coast. From yeah. the real purge, mm-hmm. and it's all going down. It's purge night here in the Padded Room Podcast. That's right. What's going on, you two guys? How long has it been since the three of us have sat in this room together? Over a month. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. And I can now, unfortunately, debunk the myth, the popular internet conspiracy that has been going around. That Buddy and Monica are in fact one person <laughs> because they are both here. They are both sitting in front of me. Uh, one of them has boobs and the other one has a beard, and yeah, they are how in is fact. That possible? They are in, well. I don't know. Monica's wearing her mask around her chin. They might actually both have beards. And Buddy's wearing a very baggy situation. They might have both have boobs too. Now that I think about it, I don't know what's going on with you two. They might be separated at birth or something. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? How are you, man? It's oh, been a man. while. Oh, doing great. Globe trotting. Yeah, you are <laughs> right. Where, where, where'd you go? Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. What's going down Fairfield, in Ohio? Ohio. Uh, just a job, job trip. You know, job just stuff. One of those. Uh, hey, we need uh, some help over here, and so there I go. Very cool. <laughs> Very yeah. Cool. Periodically, my job sends me on a trip to Winnemucca. Oh, that's as far as I go. Well, that's okay. No, not really. There's nothing in Winnemucca. Battle Mountain. Yeah, that's a long, boring drive. It's a fucking boring as shit drive. And then when you get there, the town is even more boring than the drive, Monica. I know. I know Winnemucca very well. Yeah, it's about the size of uh, my neighborhood. Yeah, and the cops everywhere. People are afraid to drive. Yeah, half the the town is cops. Yeah. Wow. They're policing the other half who are terrified of the the first half. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's good times. Monica, what's up with you, babe? Uh, not much this week. How are you feeling? How's your leg and your, your sciatic <laughs> the nerve? The same. You're, you're looking well. You look. You oh, look I, fine. I started jumping in the tanning bed. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Fat tan is better than no tan. Fat white. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. Well. Yeah. I mean. I guess you're. Yeah. Mathematically, I suppose you're right. But you look better. It's true. When you're tan. It's true. 
you take like a Brazilian woman who's got that nice golden brown sheen to her. She can, you know, but all of her weight goes right to the bo- the backside, which is where it belongs. Mm-hmm. But then you take like a like a pasty white Irish woman who's been hitting the all-you-can-eat buffets a little too hard. And, I don't know. And then there's that weird conundrum of if you're that white, you don't really tan. You just sunburn. Burn. You go from white to pink, right back to white. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't it know. It just sucks because right now I have like a bullseye where I am laying down on my butt. So, <laughs> right my tattoo, bullseye. That's what we call spot. a target of opportunity. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm like, Miss Monica. Right, if I have surgery, the doctor's going to be like, uh, the doctor is isn't the, the one you need to worry about. Uh, a little, a little probing. Your husband, on the dating? other hand, is about to get his sharpshooter certification. <laughs> <laughs> All right, motherfuckers, we got a regular horror show to get into here, kids. We got listener mail, horror news. A movie or two to talk about. Let's start things off with a little bit of the old horror news, if we could. Horror news. Monica. I am guilty. I have no horror news. You brought your book. I do though. have my book. Though. You brought you brought an empty book to the podcast. I, my clues are in there. Oh, That's, son of a bitch! I read through like the horror news, and yep. I was like, nothing is appealing to me. Honestly, I, okay, I get that. I, I, I struggled like, a little bit. I had to do a deep you? dive. My, the buddy over here is chomping at the bit. I can oh. see it in his look at that. Well, let's hear look it. That. He's buddy. got the eye of the tiger with the, the horror news. Tiger. Let's see if I've heard or All right, seen the story. Let me hold on, hold on now. Let me get my pen ready to uh, cross off my so okay, uh, go I, ahead. I highly doubt you have anything. Okay. <laughs> oh, mine. All right, so Nightmare Before Christmas young adult sequel novel from Disney will tell Sally's story. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm into that. I was under the impression that Sally was somehow tied to or otherwise involved in The Corpse Bride. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a big Tim Burton guy. I saw I'm not either. The cor- I saw The Corpse Bride once. I saw Nightmare Before Christmas once. Mm-hmm. I just figured she was The Corpse Bride that later became uh, Sally. Sally. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong, apparently. Really? Okay. I, I, guess, I don't you- know. Oh. All right. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, know. then. Uh, so this novel is set for release July next year. Okay. So you got a ways oh. to wait for this one. Probably uh, forget about it by then. Yeah, I don't even care. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I didn't, I don't, whatever. <laughs> all right. Hmm. That's all I got. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> all uh, How many of you guys in this room have seen Stranger Things and are current on the uh, the show? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Um the the creators of Stranger Things are teaming up with Steven Spielberg to adapt Stephen King's The Talisman. Oh. What do you think of that shit? Huh. That might be a bit of all right. It might be. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's, it's kind of like the linchpin that binds... Um, Oh, the fucking the Dark Tower and the goddamn uh, the guns and the Randall flag and the stand. It's kind oh, of okay. Everything kind of in one way or another boils down to the talisman. Mm. Now, I would be all on board for this if this were some kind of a cohesive universe, which it's not, uh-huh. because the Dark Tower uh, sucked a bag of dicks, from what I understand. 
Yeah, I watched the that one. The Gunslinger, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I did, I saw some of it, and I was like, this is more of a fucking action, lethal weapon situation than huh. it is a horror movie. Hmm. So there's that. Okay. Uh, I'm into it. Uh-huh. One of these days, dude, I'm going to get caught up on the Stephen King Cosmo, Cosmoverse or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I have time. Oh, all the movies? Yeah. Uh, no, all the no. books. And oh, they, oh, that's weed. too much time. That's me. what I'm saying. It's yeah. like you got to have like a like a take a room out of your house and convert it into a <laughs> library. Yeah, with like string and yeah, and you got to <laughs> do one of those conspiracy walls with <laughs> right? fucking newspaper articles. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a whole deal, man. I don't know. How do you guys feel about something very near and dear to my heart called K-pop? <laughs> Is that it, that Japanese it's music? Co- it's Korean. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> it's not actually near and dear to my heart. Uh, a girl group hunts down demons in K-pop Demon Hunters from Sony Animation. Coming at us very soon. Hmm. It's an anime? It's, it, well, it's animated. Oh. I, wouldn't, I don't know if you call it an anime. Oh, okay. Oh. It's some, it, I don't know. Oh. Something to think about. Oh. No. Okay. No. I'll pass. Not interested? No. no. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's 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 unpack this. What didn't you like about it, Monica? Is it the K-pop or the animation? Uh, both. Now, naturally, you didn't like either one of those things. I don't like. Which do you the... like least? Uh the animation. I feel like yeah. the animation with mm-hmm. the demons has gotten a little bananas. Yes, that's my opinion. Yeah. I Either way, it. that's something to think mm-hmm. about. Have we all seen a little movie called Turbo Kid? Oh, yeah. Yes. Love it, right? You made mm-hmm. us watch it. Of course. It's a great show. <laughs> yeah. Monica, you didn't like Turbo Kid? I was okay. It was cute. I it went was the okay. cute. How dare you? <laughs> cute. I'll shoot you in a minute. Turbo Kid uh-huh. is being adapted into a video game. Oh, okay. I can see that. I mean, oh, no. will they make it old style like that? Or Probably. Or is it going to be... 8-bit. I, would oh, imagine, okay. I mean, the whole thing is like retro 80s. Okay. So it would be kind of remiss if they didn't. That would be cool. Does the name Devin mm. Sawa ring any bells? Mm-mm. No. Uh, the first fi- uh, Final Destination movie. Okay. He was the main kid. Uh, Idle Hands, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's kind of cute. Yeah, he... Well, I mean... Probably was. He, yeah, he, he was. No, he's, not, he's not a bad-looking dude. Uh-huh. But he's, he doesn't look the way he did. Oh. You know? Oh, well, I need a look, then. It, it might be worth looking at. <laughs> might be too old for you now. Yeah. No. There is no such thing as too old for Monica. Uh, Devin Sawa has signed on to Don Mancini's Chucky TV series. Oh. So, along with... Uh, what's her name there? Uh... Tiffany. Meg, uh, Tiff- Tilly. Meg Tilly. Yeah. No, no, the other one. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Yes. So there's something to look forward to. Uh, a Quiet Place 2 mm-hmm. release mm-hmm. date has been bumped up, which is a refreshing change. Finally. Because nothing ever gets bumped up these <laughs> days. Uh, bumped from uh, September to May. So we're going to see it here in a couple months. Yeah. I'm into that. That was a good show. I'm excited to see the sequel. Yeah. Well, that's all we got on the horror news. You sons of bitches, how about a- See, there wasn't that much news you- out there this week. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just broke the K-pop story of the decade. Oh, okay. Yeah. The decade. K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm actually ordering a cake pop right? at Starbucks. That's what I feel like my you're kids. saying. Cake pop. Yeah. Uh, strawberry, please, if you have it. Or if not, we'll take a vanilla or a birthday cake. Those things are disgusting. Have you guys ever had a cake pop? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. sugar uh, 
in in ball form on a stick, mm-hmm. and that'll give you diarrhea <laughs> if you eat. My kids love them, which uh, well, that's a whole other thing. All right, here we go. Listener mail. I don't see that guy in the cast. First movie. Listener mail. Listener mail, bitches. Here comes all the way from Tokyo, Japan, our main man, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Lonely Bob in the house. <clears throat> Subject line, tomatoes. Or as I call them, tomatoes. Hey, Darian. Yeah, I will take the giant beefsteak killer tomato <laughs> for fun in the Terradome. I mean, if that's what you want there, Kevin, it's fine. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But again, I'm going to tell you, you're probably not going to make it very far in the Terradome this season. Uh, Kevin coming in again. Oh, boy. Subject line, sciatica. Mm. Mm. Hey, Darian and Monica. Thank you for discussing openly and frankly about the conditions around sciatica. Actually, I had the exact symptoms that Monica described for the last couple of months, but... I didn't know the name for the condition. I walked with a limp for a couple months and felt pain in my upper left thigh when I sat up from lying down in bed or when rising my leg while lying down. Mm-hmm. Did you have that too? Oh, yeah. Oh, you did? Uh, the pain wow. was unbearable. Really? The first few days, yeah. Okay. Um, fortunately, I was a- able to take measures in recent weeks and the pain symptoms have mostly gone away. The two main things I did were, number one, got a new office chair. Uh, got a new office chair that actually provides back support. I've been working from home for most of this pandemic, and the chair I had been using before was an old wooden chair that provided zero back support. Uh, number two, the second thing I did was get back and leg support cushions for my bed so that when I lay down in bed, I don't lay down flat but at an angle with my back supported and optionally my legs up. Monica has that. She has... um. Support dogs, right? <laughs> you can kind of maneuver the dogs however you need yeah. them to get to the. And then, okay. Just throw my legs up yeah. over them. You get down here. I got to put my feet up on you. And then you back out that behind you there. Oh, I got the floor tonight? Okay. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> we got to get rid of these dogs. Um, so but lay down flat in my legs. Uh, after using both of these for a few weeks, the throbbing pain in my left leg when I walk or get up from lying down has pretty much gone away. I'm not a doctor, of course, but you may want to look into trying similar solutions to help support your back and legs more. Mm-hmm. Kevin at Lonely Bob. Have you tried any of those things, kiddo? Mm-hmm. I have a brace that I'm supposed to wear. And you're not, you're not wearing it? <clears throat> no. I have a brace I'm supposed to wear for my arm. Yeah. I'm not wearing it either. If I had the brace, I would be like this all day. How uncomfortable <laughs> is that? Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you'd be relaxed in that position. I don't right? see how I it don't would see be. it because it would be digging like into tense. your yeah. Oh. Like sitting all the way up. Hmm. No day. good. And I don't lay flat on my back. I can't. I'm a side sleeper yeah, myself. Me too. I can't wear my arm brace because my son thinks it's a robo arm. So naturally, as soon as I get home, he rips it off me and puts it on himself. And he's like, pew, 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 pew. You should get him one too then. I gave him my old one. Oh. He's got two robo arms. Oh, okay. I'm not allowed to wear either one of them. Son huh. of a bitch. 
That's not nice. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Subject line, pimp walk. Pimp walk. Mm-hmm. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight, at least to keep Darian from talking to the plants. Just a quick email tonight. Crazy week again and hardly had time for anything. Good to hear that Monica's Frankenstein treatment went well. Now, if you do up for no surgery and keep the limp, work it, girl. Keep your, get yourself a flashy cane, add some swagger, and rock the pimp walk. Ha ha. Either way, hope you have a smooth recovery and things go well. I'm working on getting a few jars of the watermelon habanero moonshine and look forward to sharing it with you all. Hope everyone had a great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. Wow. Nice. Yeah, get a feather boa and (laughs) get yourself a chalice and pour. (laughs) Oh, God. You got to get a chalice, pour four loco in there. (laughs) Dude, you're going to be rocking this thing. I'll have my wife and a couple of her friends follow you around and. They can be your, your stroll. <laughs> Platforms with goldfish. Oh, that would be so good. Looking good, baby doll. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. Let's get down to the dirty, funky south. Here comes our main man from Alabama. Alan. Poo-poo. Whoa! That was not very nice, Monica. It was the first. Alan, you know I'm joking. Wow. How dare you. What's up? What's up, Alan? Hey, Alan. Good. I hope Monica's okay. Um, She's not dead. (laughs) I have no idea who she is. Um, As far as mermaid sex, it depends on, I guess, the fish out. Because some fish got, um, like, places. I mean, there's some fish that are, like, Somebody showed me one time if you flip one over, it's like got a pincher on it. it you know. What? So it depends on the fish, I guess. That the half is, or what if the mermaid is actually like fish, then people fish upper body, and then fish and I'm then not people ha- lower body. Then I'm not that. interested. <laughs> That'd be messed up. That anyway, would be. Hope all is well. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Beautiful. Bye-bye. Wow. Thanks for calling in, Alan. <laughs> um, no. That's, that, okay, a reverse mermaid. In no, on no planet is that sexy. Oh, a, a fish head. <laughs> with legs? With legs. <laughs> no. 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 Well, that's what that... Get that. your ass back in the ocean and send your hot cousin out. I don't want that. That movie. Uh, that movie. What was that movie called? Cold Skin? No, 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 no. The movie that I watched from... Uh, Oh, God, the fish man that they captured and the chick falls in oh, love with him. the shape of water. Yes. He was a fish man. He and was. And they fall in love and she goes off to be with him. Right. And mm-hmm. kind of the same thing in Cold Skin <clears throat> with the weirdo sex slave situation. But at least, at least that fish lady had but, boobs. Yeah, the fish people looked more real a little more than human. he did. Yeah, well, that, yeah. the, the shape of water was basically the creature from the Black Lagoon, <laughs> yeah. right? You want, you want, is that what you want? You want to have sex with a creature from the Black Lagoon, Monica? Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. How many neck tattoos does he have? Let's get down to... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Monica's pod boyfriend. That is not the creature from the Black Lagoon, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, hey yo! 
padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? So far, so Hope good, everybody sir. Everybody is doing well. We made it. I wonder if we've got everybody back. We did. We've got another solo Darian. You don't want it. Hey, um, I missed last week, and I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't. I've been super fucking busy, oh, and I haven't good. even had a chance to catch up with the padded room from uh, last week. Okay. But uh, I did want to get in and uh, talk about uh, a couple of flicks that I was able to catch before shit sure. got out of hand. Yeah. And one of them was the uh, recommended uh, cold skin flick. Uh, Fish people. I know you guys probably talked about this on we did. last week's show. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty decent That's flick. Uh, one thing I kind of didn't like, well, a couple of things. Like, so, like the whole romance thing. That's what I'm saying. You know, the two characters, yeah. I don't want to say who, because it is kind of a newer flip. It's weird. Kind of a Shape of Water, and I haven't seen Shape of Water, so I know I'm probably making a bad analogy. Not, well... I don't know, did this come out before that, after that? One year I kind of got curious, I looked it up, this is based on, I think, like a French film that's like three or four years ago. Was something just in the fucking vibe in the universe that made people want to fuck fish, like three or four years ago? I don't, I don't know, know, man. I mean, but it did have it. one of my big-time fucking pet peeves of horror movies, especially, like, like horror movies of this ilk, okay. you know, where it's like, hey, <laughs> we're surrounded by this marauding fucking monsters or what have but you. But this one's hot. And, um, you know, we're, we're fucking at war with these bastards. Right, well, let's make friends with them. Fuck <laughs> that, man. I don't... I don't know. For me, I really liked the beginning of the flick. The yep. middle was getting all right, and then I fuck. I guess I did give it away. Sorry, guys. No, you're fine. But uh, fucking, I just I don't know. I don't like that whole. Uh, I get it. Kind of like the, the alien versus predator flick, where the humans are now buddy buddies with the predator. Predators are supposed to be fucking killers. Let them be killers. Well, if they're killing I don't animals. know, that shit pissed me off. I did get to catch two other flicks. Okay. And uh, old school flicks, some of my old time favorites. All uh, right. Night of the Demons, the original one, of course. My uh, man. <clears throat> man, that is a great flick. It is. I, you know, I know, yeah. I know it's, it's fucking got all of its shortcomings. I know well. it's not the best acted, the best directed, the best lived, whatever. That's still a lot of fun, man. I love that mm-hmm. flick. And one of my all-time fucking favorite slashers, I think it was on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. uh, fucking My Bloody Valentine, the original My Bloody Valentine. Oh, that's the a original. good show. Man, that, I don't know why. That is just like, that's always been one of my kind of favorite. GP. GP. Yeah, you can't uh, tear apart Night of the Demons. No way. You just have to watch it and like show. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, My Bloody Valentine also. I was not at all mad at the remake. Yeah, I like the original too. I do too. Mm-hmm. He called back. All right. G mother... G motherfucking P. G motherfucking P. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was just going to say, that's uh, My Bloody Valentine. That's like one of my all-time favorite slasher to, uh, flicks. Especially, uh, I don't know, it got me thinking. Like That one never got like a remake. Or, you know, I, I guess it did get a remake. It, it was all right. But what I meant was like there were no sequels. And it right. totally set up four sequels, you know. but And it was a good flick, man. I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I mean, I was thinking about, like, how many 
slasher flicks that are good slasher flicks that are just one-offs, you know, kind of like The Burning or My Bloody Valentine. I don't know, whatever. Got me thinking also, because I always get to thinking about slasher flicks. Now, do you remember Friday the 13th Part 4? I believe the guy's name is Rod or Ron or something like that. He's a camper guy looking for his sister. Yes. Um, looking for his sister that Jason killed. And he's the guy with the shotgun, and he's like a camper outdoorsman, he's and he's going to camp he's, out yeah. there, and he's going to fuck up Jason. Yep. And then remember Creighton Duke from fucking Part, part nine, 9. Jason goes the to hell. Bounty hunter that knows how to fucking kill Jason. Thinks he knows Is how to kill Jason. Is there any bigger setup for how badass these motherfuckers are? And then they just get both taken out so fucking quickly. Like, they don't even... You know, we get all this build-up about how badass they are, how they fucking know what to do. They're big outdoorsmen with firearms, etc. And then they just fucking get smashed. I don't know what... Oh, you, I don't know what brought me from one to the other. Okay. Day drinking. That's what brought me there. Nice. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Bye-bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Um, Creighton Duke versus Ron from Friday... You guys remember Ron? Mm-hmm. He had one of the most disturbing deaths because, as I recall, he was getting uh, a garden claw to the chest by Jason in the mm-hmm. basement of the house while he was screaming for the other girl, he's killing me, run away, he's killing me, oh my god, he's killing me. Creighton Duke, on the other hand, was just, he was himself like a, like a psychopath in a weird way. Because remember, like, you guys, you guys remember Jason Goes to Hell? Hmm. Yeah, I wish I didn't either. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> shitty movie. But Creighton Duke was like, he knew the secrets of how to kill Jason. Jason had a long-lost descendant. You had to use the blood of the descendant. It's a whole fucking thing. But uh, his 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 whole big deal was that, like, uh, uh, it, I can't even explain it because that movie is so fucking twisted and... What number was that one? Nine. nine. Number nine. Oh, maybe I'll have to rewatch that was, it. That was the one where the Friday the 13th uh, moniker went away. And they, from there on, they just became Jason movies. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great sign. I'm sure we're <laughs> headed headed straight to the top from there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Ron, on the other hand, you knew was doomed because he started messing around with the teenage girls, like going to their houses and their parties and stuff. Whereas Creighton Duke was just constantly getting himself thrown back in jail. So... I kind of felt like Creighton Duke wins that one, hmm. in my opinion. In in the in the opinion of this humble podcaster. Hmm. But as far as setups, you know what I'm saying? Like they, there's always that set. There's always like one uh, Captain Ahab figure that you think is going to rise above the villain, and then usually gets killed pretty quick. Yeah, we think of it as the Samuel L. Jackson complex mm-hmm. from uh, Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a sterling example. Um, Robert England in um, the Rise of Le- Leslie Vernon, um, Sam Loomis, although he did last like four movies in uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, who else comes to mind? Uh, Turbo Kid, the big, the big uh, scary Australian guy mm. that gets his hand cut off. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Yeah, that that archetype is out there if you're looking for it. All right, that's it on the listener mail. You guys got anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, <clears throat> Cowboy, or Lonely Bob? Uh, I want to tell Lonely Bob if uh, he wants to, he can take turmeric for his inflammation in his back, and oh. it'll help. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Go look for that, Lonely mm-hmm. Bob. That'll help too, along yeah. with your weird sex pads that you got. <laughs> yeah. And thanks everybody for calling right now. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Let's get into a movie. You oh. Savages. Death Ship. Yeah. 1979. Buddy, I can feel the judgment coming Boy, out. this is so deceiving. What's so deceiving about it? It makes it look like a good movie. Oh, <laughs> listen to these two. <laughs> Not liking the Death Ship. Oh, man. I like this movie, you fucking assholes. <laughs> it's from 1979. It's got a hard R rating. Comes in at... Uh, 5.2 stars on IMDb. Stars, Richard Crenna, George Kennedy, and Sally Ann Howes. Written by John Robbins, directed by Alvin Rakoff. Um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it right now, you immature shit. Uh, okay, so what didn't you like about this one? What? There just wasn't enough death and gore in this for me. Well, the whole ship sank, man. There's plenty. Well, okay, we'll get into that. Yeah. 
All right, so we're going to start off out, out on the ocean blue, as they say. We're yep. going to start off with the love boat. The love boat. <laughs> the captain even looked like I the know, captain. A little bit, yeah. They all looked like, looked like the, it basically was the love boat, except uh, everybody was a prick, yeah. pretty much. Um, the brick boat. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, so we're on a cruise liner, and we're going to meet like the the cast and crew here. So we have George Kennedy playing the captain, Captain uh, Dick. Uh, captain, he's Dick. a prick. Yeah, he's a fucking prick. Uh, captain Ashlyn, he's captaining the ship, but he's about to turn it over to uh, his first mate, Captain Marshall, played by Richard Crenna. He's only got three well, three days or until they hit the next port, and then... Uh, three days. Uh, Kennedy steps off, and Crenna mm-hmm. uh, 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 takes over. Um, right off the bat, <clears throat> we're going to find out that uh, Ashland takes his job pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go to the parties that he's obligated to go to. Uh, he's being a dick to the rest of the crew. He's had enough. He's had enough. <laughs> and he reminded me a lot of my dad. For some reason. I think uh, George Kennedy and my dad just looked a lot alike. So <laughs> there's that. And my dad was a bit of a prick too. Uh, regardless, uh, him and the first mate uh, and uh, a couple other people from the, the the port side have to go to this big social event. Mm-hmm. And they, well, Ashlyn hates it. George Kennedy hates it. Uh, Krenna and everybody else sees this as their opportunity to kind of cut loose for a minute. Mm-hmm. So they all go and have some drinks. And uh, Krenna has his whole family on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuffy wife and the two kids. <clears throat> now, what is this in 1979 where all the stuffy wives had to look like uh, substitute school teachers? Yeah. Because that seems to be like a running theme <laughs> from movies made in this era. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of turtleneck sweaters. A lot of, uh, like, super tight, like, up, like caffeinated perms to where the curls were just like that eh. was in back yeah, then I, style. how many perms do you have to get to get your hair that compacted i mean that's almost afro tight mm-hmm. is how how tight her perm was uh let me take my how tight her perm was <laughs> it was tight it was like oh we're thinking of something yeah. else. her perm yeah her perm, not her yeah other. i know okay but there's a perm down there oh, too well, you're probably right it's a tight perm it's curly <laughs> she is locked down tight white knuckle uh his two kids uh we also have the anson a guy by the name of nick Mm-hmm. who has fallen in love with uh, a bit of a floozy, but we'll get to her in a second. And, you know, we just have like a social event going on here. We got a big mm-hmm. band. We got an MC. MC is played by a guy named Saul Rubinek. You guys recognize this dude? He looked familiar. I just he has the most recognizable unibrow in all of Hollywood, yes. probably throughout <laughs> history. Right. His eyebrows just are Straight just one across. continuous thing mm-hmm. that go completely across his face. Uh, he plays like a scummy lounge singer type of a dude, mm-hmm. and he's emceeing this party. He's like, hey, everybody having a great time? Three more days and we're going to be off this shit. Oh, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to the the um, bridge of this ship. They're picking up something on radar. Mm-hmm. It's coming at him fast. Mm-hmm. The uh, Whoever the guy is on the steering wheel is like, okay, 20 degrees to port. But then whatever it is just kind of corrects itself so that it's still in collision course. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, what is it? I don't know. But <clears throat> Finally, somebody goes down and get the captain. The captain's like, well, hail that. There's a fucking boat out there. Mm-hmm. Hail him and tell him to either stop or back off or whatever. Like, we've been trying. Hail him again, you son of a bitch. 
And then eventually the fucking, the two boats collide. Mm-hmm. And we get a little snapshot of boat number two. It's, uh, it's murdered out. It's like jet black. Yeah. And it's uh, traveling at top speed. And we can't really see anybody on it because it's at night. But it's, uh, it's got some purpose behind it. And it's mm-hmm. looking to wreck this fucking cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And it does. And we get some wacky B-reel from like the, the damage. There's like a piano flying through the air. <laughs> yeah. And then it looked to me like there was a volcano on board the ship. Because it looked like there was lava coming out of a floor for some reason. Holy shit, they hit a volcano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, we get a very quick montage of the ship sinking and then what we're left with. Presumably the next day or maybe even a day or two later is uh, we start with eight survivors on board a armoire. Type of a, so, a little raft, some piece of furniture that has floated up, and uh, they're they're making their their way across the ocean trying to figure out what the yeah. fuck they're going to do. There's nobody else anywhere. No, everybody. <laughs> I know, right? Like, really? I was like, there's, Ed, there's not even like died? any wreckage, <laughs> no. dead bodies. They're just open water so all the time. Everything else sank to the bottom. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Uh, so they're out there uh, now. Off the bat, we have. Um, Captain Marshall, Richard Crenna, his wife with the tight perm. There are two kids, one of which has to pee the entire movie. <laughs> um, we have Nick, the horny young Anson. We have his <clears throat> floozy girlfriend. Um, Crenna and the floozy and Nick. and then Oh, and then we have one stuffy old lady who was just explaining oh. to everybody how her husband died right before the cruise <laughs> and how lucky we are that she made it and he didn't. Yeah. Uh, so they're out there. They're adrift. And uh, they're, they, you know, hey, anybody out here? Can you see us? Give us a high five. Come get us, please. Uh, they spot something floating underneath the armoire. <laughs> Who? What? What the shit is that? It's a white thing. Maybe it's a maybe it's a mermaid looking to have sex, buddy. No, it's a merman. It's a, probably. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you know? It's fucking Captain Ashlyn, and he did not, in fact, go down with the ship. So, yeah, ironically, he's drowned, but he's alive. Yeah. So that that is an interesting question because he is not, in fact, drowned. If he was drowned, he'd be at the bottom. I know, of the but ocean. he was floating underneath the water. He didn't have face up, so no. Uh, they pull him up, and like his eyes open up. Of for course, a <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit, it's a captain! Bring him on board!" And then, yeah, he's alive. We got to keep. But then after that, he just goes into a coma, pretty mm, much. Yeah. yeah. He more or less stays that way for 70% of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that sucks. And now we have this fat fuck who was supposed to go down with the fucking ship but didn't on board our floating armoire situation. Uh, we're adrift. We're oh, out I looked there. at him. Oh, he looks dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, keep him. We might have to eat him at some point. And he's got a lot of meat on his bones. <laughs> yeah. um, so now they're adrift, and they come across the titular death ship, which... Oddly enough, manages to sneak up on him. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's blowing its horns at him or anything, but they turn around and it's like 20 feet away. Oh, look at this fucking ship. It's huge. <laughs> so they paddle around and they find a way onto the ship. It's a, uh, like a, like a gangplank staircase that comes down. They manage to get up. Everybody gets up there except for uh, Nick and um, Marshall who have to... Like, in a weird way, firemen's carry the captain up there because he's such a fat fuck. Um, they get him about halfway up there, and then the gangplank just falls away, and them with it. 
they're like, oh, shit. So now they're splashing around. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Lori, the floozy, throws a rope ladder over, and they manage to get everybody up onto the rope ladder. But as they're climbing up, they all get sprayed with crude oil yeah, or chum or some other sludge. That's it's pretty disgusting. gross. Now, mm-hmm. the funny part about this scene is that it was very clear that George Kennedy had a stunt double. And said stunt double had much longer hair than George Kennedy. Yeah. That guy had like a full mullet that had been spray painted gray. Yeah. And he wasn't fooling nobody, man. Mm Because if you look at him splashing around in the water. Okay. George Kennedy is an older gentleman. An overweight guy with like a bald spot. And now all of a sudden he has this luscious mane of gray hair. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, We get everybody on board. Now, this is where the lounge singer comes into play. The pigs were thin. Sure. Yeah, sure. And it's funny. I actually have this month, this movie on uh, Blu-ray. I got the limited edition Shout Factory thing. Uh, it has, in the bonus features, it has a nightmare mode that you can watch the movie in, which basically degrades the film stock back to the 1970s film stock and makes it look all grainy and dark oh. and kind of fuzzy. Probably looks cooler. When you watch it like that, you can't tell the difference. You're like, hmm. Oh, yeah, he's right there. There he is, the fat shit. Look at him. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? So that's something to think about. Uh, so they get on board, and this is where Rubinek, Saul Rubinek, the lounge singer, comes into play. He's up there, and he's he's trying to make everybody laugh. He's like, hey, this place is great. we got to get some deck chairs, and so we're gonna, I'm going to work on my tan. And then he steps in a fucking rigging, and it, like, snare traps him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, just whipping around. <laughs> yeah. He, like... <laughs> He's hanging upside down, and he, like, gets a full tour of the ship while he's upside down. I love how he's, like, waving his arms. Hey, grab my arms! Grab my arms! <laughs> yeah, if you leave your arms still and hang them out, somebody could. <laughs> no. He's like, grab! Oh, too slow. Oh, too yeah, slow again, it was. Fucker. exactly that no, way. No, no, get, no. Hold on. I'm going to come around again, I think. I don't know where I'm going. So this ship is now, like, dangling Sal Rubinek in front of the crowd. And it it dunks him in the ocean a couple of times, (laughs) which is great. And then it brings him back up, and he's like, oh, all right, Greg, get me off this thing. Get me lowered or something. And then eventually it just drops him back in the ocean uh, right next to the ship. And I think we are to assume that he gets sucked under by the turbines or something like that because he's splashing around for a few minutes, and then he goes under. That's it. And nobody asks any questions. Yeah. Nobody, oh, should we go after him? Should we? I know. Hey, throw him one of those uh, lifesaver things or something. No, everybody, hey, you should come up here. He'll be come fine. Come on up here. He'll be fine. His eyebrows no. will save him. No, don't, don't get out of the, you can't splash around down there. you got to come up here. And then under, and then that's the end of our lounge singer. Yeah. All right. Sorry, dude. <laughs> he was kind of annoying anyway. I didn't yeah. particularly mm-hmm. like that guy. So that sucks. Now we get to explore the ship and see what the fuck is going on here. There's mm-hmm. nobody on this fucking boat, Monica. Mm-hmm. Nope. It is a ghost ship. It is mm-hmm. completely deserted. And we get ourselves some very creepy shots of, like, the bridge, which is all cobwebbed up. Uh, the galley, which is also cobwebbed. Everything's covered in cobwebs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's remarkably clean. Mm-hmm. And all the lights function Everything's in working order. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of cobwebs. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of spiders on the ocean, kids. No. I'm going to tell you right now. I understand what they're doing here. They want to show you a haunted boat. Not going to have a lot of cobwebs. Well, if a spider got in the food, you know, the crates sure. that they bring aboard, you could have a spider there, and then the spider 
Well, if it's only one spider, <laughs> it's not going to have anything to reproduce with, kiddo. I mean, if, if it... I was just trying to make sense for you. If, if, if it's going to put out that much cobwebs, that spider's going to have a lifespan of like 120 years and is going to be working 16-hour days for like... I don't think he's taking a day off. He's got to web up the whole shit. He's I bored. I don't know if Spider-Man could do that much webbing. It's a ghost spider. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> whole other thing. All right, so the place is deserted. They get uh, they find uh, kind of like a uh, birthing area, which is where the, the sailors would, sh- would sleep. It's pretty nice, actually. Uh, they get everybody in there and situated. We find some dry clothes for the kids. A lot more, even more turtleneck sweaters flying around this place. Um, everything's kind of cool for a minute. We get the captain, the former captain, uh, uh, Ashland, situated. He's still in his somewhat comatose state. And this is where we're going to kind of get a sneak peek into the captain. Because he's getting all these weird dream sequences mm-hmm. slash... Um, visions slash psychedelic experiences i guess and what they amount to is a lot of shouting in german and a lot of close-ups of like the the ship's engine running and uh that's that's about where we're going to leave that for right now too much Uh, of that a lot the director of this loved himself that ship engine because we got to know the engine of this ship intimately yeah like every little steam pipe and every fucking turbine that goes up and down we know it all yeah it's weird it's a weird decision to make i guess um they were trying to fill the movie okay yeah, i think so you know what this movie needs more engine works <laughs> damn it get down there and film that fucking engine uh so it's interesting and what we're what we're kind of ascertaining from this whole situation is that the ship is running completely on its own all right fair enough uh, from there, we're, we're going to kind of explore the ship a little bit more. Uh, we find out Lori, who was the floozy, actually knows a thing or two about a thing or two, and she knows how to, like, suture wounds and stuff like that. Um, about this point, as kind of things are getting creepy and we can't find anybody on board the fucking ship, uh, the fu- well, not, it's, it's a phone, but it's like an intercom system, and it rings in the birthing area. So Krenna picks it up. He's like, hey, we're the, we're the survivors of the SS whatever. We're in your birthing area. Uh, we need a thing. And there's nobody on the other line. It's coming from the, the control bridge. All right. That's creepy. Now you're getting ghost phone calls aboard the ghost ship from presumably the ghost crew. All right. Creepy stuff. And don't forget, uh, the ship just came alive and threw the old uh, lounge singer overboard, which is probably the first person that I would kill, too, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, that's creepy. He's not singing on my boat. This fucking guy. There'll be no sense of humor on my ship. Get him the fuck out of here. That's right. Uh, from there, things get even weirder. Uh, everybody's like, oh, look at all the cobwebs and I'm trying to find the, the bridge because we need to know where we're going. Um, Nick and um, oh, fucking Marshall make it up to the bridge where they find all the charts and the graphs. And we kind of gather that the last chart, the last map, plotted by this ship it was just going in big circles around the atlantic ocean mm-hmm. for no reason really and that's i guess that's what the ship has been doing ever since the crew and, ab- and captain have abandoned it so that's kind of interesting uh from there we kind of we're kind of looking for something to eat we find a bunch of canned food in the galley which is great uh the old lady in the uh birthing area finds like a jar of 
what I uh, gather to be breath mints mm-hmm. or, you know, those. Yeah, they were mints. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll take a couple of these. So she pops it open. They're pre, they're like individually wrapped. So it should be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Each two of them. That's great. Uh, she's like, oh, those are good. Maybe I'll give some to the kids, put some in her pocket. One of the kids comes and grabs her. She's like, hey, there's a fucking movie theater on this this ship. Let's go check that out. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, let's go check out the movie theater. We got a movie playing. So they go in there. It's like a projection room. Mm-hmm. They fire up the projector, and uh, they get like an old-timey movie of uh, some dude playing the piano, and then a couple of little small people come out, and they sing sing the song, and then there's like some little small... <laughs> Uh, dancing girls that come out also and they're like oh yeah this this is kind of fun right and then the film kind of cuts out for a second Mm -hmm. and they're like okay uh, shit let's fix that and the old lady turns around and all of a sudden she is purple and covered in warts from uh, presumably the weirdo mint that she ate yeah oh I thought her face was starting to get eaten away right here is that what it it looked like bumps to me yeah, yeah like I thought. Bumps. Yeah, I thought it was getting eaten away. You could Almost. be right. She probably just ate poison. That's what it was, mm-hmm. or some other. Maybe she had an STD before she got on the boat, <laughs> and this whole stress has aggravated it in some some way. Either way, she's all fucked up, and the kids are like, "Get her the fuck away from me!" So everybody's and she looks in the mirror. She's like, "Holy shit!" So she goes hauling ass back to the uh, the birthing area where the captain is now conscious mm-hmm. and up and walking around. Um, she gets in there and she's like, look at my face. And he's like, yeah, you're ugly. And he strangles her to death. Mm-hmm. In that weird 1970s way. <laughs> yeah. Where you don't really put your hands on her neck. Instead, you just place them on like a, like a mid shoulder. And yeah. then she goes, ah, and then she's dead. Yeah. We saw a lot of that in the 70s. It's mm. fine. Uh, so she's dead. Everybody goes running after her just in time to see the, the dead body. They didn't see the captain kill her. So, the, hey, what happened? And the captain's like, she had a seizure. Throw her ass overboard. Burial at sea. Get the fuck out of here. And so the captain is up now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and he's calling the shots because he is technically a captain. Yeah. Uh, sort of. By the way, his hair is starting to get darker gray, if, you've not- if you notice that. Well, yeah, it's from all the sludge that got spewed on him, mm-hmm. right? Well, I thought it was for a different reason. What do you think the reason was? I thought because of what the ship was, he was turning into that. Not, okay. Yeah, that well, person. Well, okay, that could be. I figured it was just from all the, sh- oh. the spew that got thrown. That's what I thought, too. The spew facial that he got coming up the ladder. You could be right, though. Yeah. Uh, so that's gnarly. Um, we all kind of gather around. Oh, God, what happened to her? She got the face crud and then had some kind of a seizure. So now we have to have a burial at sea which is gnarly, mm-hmm. uh, wrap her up in a sheet and uh, put her on one of those things. And then uh, here comes uh, Marshall, and he's like, hey, uh, sorry, we didn't get to know her very well, but, you know, that, you know, shit happens. So, and then here comes the, the real captain, George Kennedy, and he's like, maybe I could say a few words. He's very aggressive. Yes. From this point forward yeah. in the movie. Uh-huh. He's, he was dicky to begin with. Now he's a full-on cocksucker. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to read it from this Bible. And then he opens the Bible, and you look down, and the Bible is written in German. Uh-huh. But everything he reads sounds like he's just making it up on the fly. Yeah. Like, oh, dear Lord, we're going to give this body to you because we're at the ocean, and we're going to commit her to the deep. Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ, amen. Go ahead and put her in there. Oh, hold on. I'm going to do it again here. Uh, Jesus Christ, in the put her in the, the water because, uh, sister, we're going to miss her, so... Go ahead and throw her in the water. Amen. Jesus Christ. 
And it was very weird, <laughs> yeah. that whole prayer situation. And he seemed very annoyed at the fact that he had to do it. <laughs> yeah, even though it was his idea. It was his idea. You don't yeah. want to do it. Go back to bed, fucker. We got this. Okay, Jesus Christ, then. Here we go. <laughs> so they throw her overboard. Everybody's kind of suspicious all of a sudden of this captain who did not go down with his fucking ship like he was supposed to and is now being a real prick to everybody despite the fact that he was supposed to be drowned. That's gnarly. Uh, Everything gets even weirder from here. For a few minutes, everybody gets locked into their cabin. Uh, Nick has himself a weird situation where he's in his cabin for a minute. But then, like, he turns around. All of a sudden, he's out on the the deck. And a weird pulley comes down and knocks him out. Mm -hmm. He's unconscious. But luckily, somehow, because he was teleported out of his cabin, he can now go let everybody else out of their cabins, which is kind of convenient. But at the same time, it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, when you think about it. Uh, Him and Lori hook up again and have sex. Lori's not that – well, she's all right for 1970 – by 1979 (laughs) standards, she's all right. Uh, They have sex. Excellent. Uh, everything's, Everything's getting real tense, especially between Marshall and the captain. Because the captain is getting more and more weird and more and more dicky. And I'm cruising through a lot of story here because there's a lot of shots of the engine yeah, and a yeah. lot of empty shots of abandoned posts and the radio going off. And the captain keeps having these nutsack flashbacks of people shouting in German and things like that. Uh, everything is getting pretty pretty wacky. So I'm going to cut to the, the apex of this in which Nick and Lori have sex, sort of, in a weird 1970s way where they lay on top of each other and smile at each other because that's what passed for a sex scene in the 70s. And then Lori decides to get up and take a shower. Excellent. Uh, she gets <laughs> locked in the shower, and about halfway through said shower, the the faucet starts spewing blood on her. Mm-hmm. Now, she realizes just how heavy metal this moment is. <laughs> yeah. So she decides she's going to go full mosh pit <laughs> in the shower yeah. and rock out with her fucking cock out. <laughs> yeah, right. So she's like, hey, get me out of here. It's blood. And Nick's like, I can't get the door. So he goes to get help. She just goes bananas and starts spinning around and kicking and punching and throwing right hooks and left hooks. Like, blood shower! <laughs> like she was in a very small, like, padded room. Pretty much. Uh, except it was wet and a lot of hair flipping, and we get to see Lori's bush and her boobs, and eh, it's all right. Uh, at one point, though, she just kind of assumes a fetal position. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume that she's completely freaked out and exhausted, exhausted. Yeah. from all the moshing she just did. Yeah. Her one-man mosh, naked, blood-covered mosh pit that she just did. So she's probably taking a nap. All right, fair enough. Uh, Nick calls ass to grab uh, Marshall, and he's like, hey, man, fuck, Lori's in the shower. Can't get her out. we got to get her out of there. So here comes Marshall to help him. They get back there. The shower's wide open. It's still running, uh, and there's no blood anywhere at mm. all. So, And it's not blood anywhere either. So, oh, shit, we got to go find Lori. So they go running around. Uh, it's now nighttime. They get up to the deck just in time to see George Kennedy, uh, Captain Ashland, do like a King Kong Bundy, like shoulder slam. We commit, and then again with the Jesus stuff. Did you, Jesus? We commit this body. What happened to Lori? Is she? Did she just sleep through all this? I don't think she died. She couldn't have died, right? He probably choked her out again. Okay, a bit bit of an explanation would be in in order here, because we just see her assume a fetal position. She had a seizure. It was a seizure. (laughs) There was. Everybody's having seizures on this boat. What the fuck? 
<laughs> Get some seizure medication. So he's dragging, he drags her limp body uh, like up to the deck and then like does a shoulder press on her. And he's like, oh, mean Jean, I'm going to put her body in the deep and it's going to be madness. Bruh, Jesus Christ, my, oh Lord, amen. And then he like throws her in the water and then that's the end of Lori. I don't think she was dead. I think she was just asleep. Yeah, passed out. And whatever. she was butt naked, covered in blood, and now she's shark food. Uh, anyway, um, Marshall and Nick see this whole thing, and they're like, that dude's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. We got to get the fuck out of here. While that's mm-hmm. going on, Marshall's kids have sti- are still looking for a place to take a leak. Because that is an ongoing thing throughout the movie. Just fucking pee anywhere. Nobody right. cares. You're on an abandoned What are you worried about? Somebody going to come <sighs> out and yell at you? Uh, they leave their cabin and they're looking or trying to find a bathroom. This part's pretty creepy because, like, the kids get separated and the doors are closing behind them as they go. Uh, eventually, they come upon Captain Ashland, mm-hmm. George Kennedy, who's like, it's past your fucking bedtime. Come here. And then he grabs him and he's walking. Uh, Marshall and Nick kind of, like, stumble onto him and they're like, hey, dude, give me those kids, why don't you? And he's like, okay, great. I got to have a talk with you, Marsh- er, Marshall. Uh, come up to the, the, the deck there. <laughs> So Nick gets uh, the kids and the wife, and really that's all we have left at this point. We have Nick, the two kids, the wife, Marshall, and the captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets the kids and the wife situated, and then he's out running around trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Uh, while they're doing that, uh, Marshall, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you up at the bridge, Captain. Let me just get my wife and kids situated. They are, like, running through the, the ship trying to figure out why this fucking thing is, is running itself. They make it to the engine room where they can see all the gas gauges are at zero. Mm-hmm. So this thing is really running itself on supernatural whatever because mm-hmm. there's, no, there's not a, a drop of fuel in the whole shit. Mm-hmm. From there, they, they're, they're, like, freaking out. Okay, so we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, they go up to the main deck, and they're like, okay, we got two life two lifeboats here. Mm-hmm. We can hop in one of these and get off this fucking thing. So that's cool. But then uh, the captain spots Marshall. He's like, I said get up here. We're going to have a talk. So Marshall goes up to the captain's uh, quarters or the fucking bridge or the deck or whatever. And this this part is particularly weird. And I think um, we already knew that the captain was cuckoo bananas. Mm-hmm. But this is where we really get it. Because he's like, listen, Marshall, this is the captain's uh, quarters. You want to try steering the boat like a captain? You're not a captain, but I'm a captain. A lot of people like to come up here and pretend they're captains. But I'm the only real captain here. You're not a captain yet. And by the way, let's have some wine and cheese. And he's serving them up like empty plates and empty glasses. Mm-hmm. But he's drinking and eating. He's like, this is delicious cheese, isn't it? There's nothing there. Right. And Marshall's going, you're fucking nutty, dude. Yeah. we got to get away from you. And then here comes the big explanation. This ship runs on blood, and it needs blood. It needs your blood, Marshall, and the blood of your wife and your kids. It's got to have blood, you understand. I'm the captain, and you have to do what I say. And Marshall's like... All right, you fucking clown. I'm out of here. So mm-hmm. before this conversation escalates, Marshall just grabs like a kitchen knife and stabs him a couple of times, which is a, a pretty sound move, I'd yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes hauling ass. Now, while that's going on, Nick is running around. Uh, they make it to the movie theater room where the projector and everything is still set up. But as soon as they walk in, it just clicks on by itself and starts showing Nazi propaganda films. Mm -hmm. Nick loses his fucking mind and tears through like four walls trying to tear... Okay, Nick, 
just push over the projector. Here's how a projector works, <laughs> my good man. It projects the images. So you can put whatever you want up there. It's going to keep projecting. You have to turn it off is really what you want to do. But no, he just keeps kicking down walls. <laughs> yeah. And really going Hulk Hogan on the on the ship's uh, deck there. Uh What's it? Uh, Marshall is there, and he's trying to turn the shit off. It's not going off. Eventually, they're like, "We gotta get out of here!" So they go into the next room, which basically looks like uh, uh, the the dwarf from Thirty One. You remember, you remember that guy? It yeah. looks like his room. It's just Nazi stuff and pictures of Hitler and all that stuff, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's very World War Two ish. Uh, from there, while the captain. Uh, Ashlyn is out trying to round up uh, the kids to, and the wife to kill them. They go back up to the, the deck and they find the captain's log. And this is where we finally get the backstory of the boat. Mm-hmm. So this is um, – it was a World War II ship known as a Kriegmarine, which was a supply ship by the Nazis that was repurposed into a prison ship mm-hmm. and was used for torturing people in international waters. Uh, that's nasty. At some point – the thing was taken by Americans, and the, the captain and crew were taken prisoners and removed from the boat. Uh, the Americans were given orders to tow the boat out into open water and sink it. But at some point in that voyage, the tow line snapped, and it's been a ghost ship ever since, running itself on evil intentions and the screams of the dying, tortured people. Which, by the way, there are still the dead bodies of below deck. Mm-hmm. Not that that has anything to do with anything, really. Uh, that's pretty gnarly. Now the captain has gone full-on psycho, and this is where things get particularly stupid because Nick decides to take his shirt off and run around the deck by himself, in which case he get, he falls into a cargo hold, which is half-flooded but still has the netting underneath, and he's like, oh, shit, i got to swim out of here. But then the captain appears above the cargo hold, raises the net, bringing Nick out of the water to safety, but then we see that the net is full of dead bodies and half-rotten skeletons. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty gnarly. And then he lowers the net again, <clears throat> And Nick gets wrapped up in this cargo net and drowns. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's gnarly. It's gross. Uh, from there, the captain goes full uh, bananas and just starts shooting at people. Uh, he's got himself a rifle, and he sees uh, Marshall and his family are the only ones left. And they're like bobbing and weaving through the ship's riggings, trying to get to a life raft. Not a lifeboat, mind you, because the captain already jettisoned those. They're out of the equation. But they do have like a Zodiac raft that they blew up, and they're going to throw that over and then throw the kids over, and then throw, and then swim over to it, and then they're going to be okay, I guess, right? Right. But they've got a crazy mad George Kennedy with a twenty-two rifle taking pot shots at them as they go. So they're bobbing and weaving through the ship's riggings. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, throw the, get the fucking raft blown up. Throw it over. Throw the fat kid over. Yeah, they put a life jacket on him. He's going to oh, be kids. fine. Yeah. Throw the chick over. She's splashing around. Wife goes to jump, and just before she jumps, Kennedy takes a pot shot at her, and she's like, oh, shit. Okay, so now we have to a big, very lackluster fight scene between uh, Richard Crenna and George Kennedy. And this was particularly fun because George Kennedy comes running out with a rifle. Richard Crenna, like, jumps off the top rope on him. And, like, does, like, an elbow splash, which makes George Kennedy drop the rifle, which is good. But then George Kennedy turns and punches Krennic in the face, and Krennic goes, It takes about that long. And then eventually falls over. (laughs) I love these 
70s fight scenes where you could tell both the actors are fat and out of shape and they don't want to put any effort into making this look real at all. <laughs> so if somebody punched you in the face and you went, <clears throat> uh, at a certain point you're waiting for somebody to yell cut, but that's what they have to go with. Now, <laughs> Do that in a real fight. Uh, <laughs> you confuse the shit out of the guy fighting you. Oh, God, I think I just killed him. <laughs> right? He's not getting up. Look at him. <laughs> uh, make a long story short, they get away. Uh, they, they roughhouse George Kennedy. He gets thrown into the same cargo hold. Uh, the family gets onto the life raft and runs out. Kennedy loses his shit again and goes up to the bridge and starts issuing commands to a ghost crew that doesn't exist. So he goes down to the engine room and he's like, I'll show you. I'm the captain. I'm running this shit. And he starts just basically randomly shooting like gauges and uh, bric-a-brac and stuff that is just lying around. Mm -hmm. And then he gets himself caught in the ship's riggings and gets ground up into uh, dog food. And that's pretty much the end of your movie there, fellas. You didn't like Death Ship. No. I can tell by the looks on your faces. I like it. I like. I think it's a fun movie. What didn't you like about it? I was thinking, Darian, I have put up with so many of these movies. Yeah. I just, oh. What's wrong with this ship? Oh, too we slow. should have. Yeah, too slow. There wasn't any death. Sure there was. Really? Yeah. Well, I needed, Come on, I'm a violent person, so I, I need I need real it. death. Like, come well, on. You got you got an old lady who gets a nasty face eating. Oh face. my okay. god! You got Nick. You got I don't know what happened to the chick in the shower, but she's dead. I guess yeah. the uh, Saul Rubinek gets drowned. For for a uh, ship that needs blood to run, they sure threw a lot of yeah, blood. exactly. <laughs> and we didn't even get to see any blood. The ship like sucking it out, like nothing. I mean, the, the the stuff in the shower went down the drain. I assume, right? Oh my god! <laughs> I like it. I think it's a good show. Fuck you guys. <laughs> is it? It's, is, is it a good movie? No, there no. are some creepy moments. I think having this big abandoned ship floating around randomly out in the ocean, and you having to hop on board because you're now adrift at sea, I think that's a good... Uh, we should have did Ghost Ship instead of no, Death Ship. No, I'll take Death Ship over... <laughs> the first five minutes of Ghost Ship, Ghost Ship is outstanding. After that, oh. it goes right in the pooper. I w I, like I said, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, uh, Death Ship is mediocre, but it's mediocre all the way through. Ghost Ship is pretty good for five minutes, and then it goes into shitter for the rest of the time. Oh. That's my humble opinion. <laughs> In the opinion of this humble podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Be an asshole. <laughs> We're going to take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff. Let's go! 
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. Buddy? Yo. Should we find ourselves, the three of us, marooned on a uh, abandoned Nazi ship? Um, I'm not going to be the dick. I don't know anything about sailing. So I'm going to need you to be the dick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But I can't... No, I'd probably be Monica. I feel like of the three of us, one of us is... It, who has the more dicky jeans and is going to be more like, hey, quit fucking around? Well, I know how to drive a boat. There you go. Oh, She's going to be right. the captain. <laughs> yeah, you're the captain. fully willing to cede control of whatever to her if she said she knows how to drive a boat. Because I'll be like, ow, oh, it's the steering wheel. Do we, is there turn signals? Is there lanes? Do we change lanes? And she'll be like, no, set a course for 20 degrees port side. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be out there looking for mermaids. Turn left. I think, I think she wants to turn left, guys. We're going to turn left up here. I don't know, man. Uh, but should she become possessed by some kind of a weird Nazi situation, we may have to take her out, buddy. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a problem. For some reason, I could see her husband being the one that turns. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. No. I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm. I mean, I'm not calling him a Nazi, but I just feel like that if anybody was going to start like throwing people, like doing no, it would be me. Slams, <laughs> throwing people overboard. Right. I could easily see her husband doing something like that. <laughs> Leave no Nazi behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! We commit this body to the fucking deep. Get out of here! <laughs> Shit! <gasps> Jesse's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you maniacs. We gotta we gotta get uh, back to the show here. We it's, it's about that time of the show. We like to tell you what movies we got to watch this week. In a little segment called "What Are You Looking At?" I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat this week, guys. So prepare to be disappointed by the D Man. What are you looking at? Yeah, the uh, 13th Child from 2002. Are you guys familiar with the, the mythos of no. the Jersey Devil? Uh-uh. It's pretty silly. They're supposed to be like this horse-headed bat creature roaming around the Pine Barrens of New Jersey killing people. Oh. And there's been like sightings uh-huh. dating back to like the 1800s of this thing. Uh, this is like a, an ultra-low budget take on that. Huh. Uh, it, I couldn't sleep, and it just popped up on Tubi. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, and there's just something on Tubi, so I'll finish it. 13th Child, 2002. Hmm. Not a good show, unless you're some kind of a Jersey Devil enthusiast. I'm going to say you can probably skip this one. Wow. And uh, Edge of the Axe from 1988. Have you guys seen this? No. You probably have. Maybe. You probably just don't remember it. Uh, slasher, set in Northern California. From the early 80s. It's funny because like the two main characters are quote unquote computer enthusiasts from 1988. Oh God. So they both have computers but it's like these big boxy things. Oh yeah. yeah. And they, they're pretty high speed because they're messaging each other across town. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Running on the green screen DOS windows. Oh. Like, okay you gotta 
put a put a command into the C prompt and then you put a Oh god. <laughs> this is this is pre Windows. Wow. Remember that shit? Yes. Yeah. This is pre Windows. So Woo! it's like jumping Jack Flash era yeah. where they're like, Okay, uh here's my code and then I'm gonna send you a message the war and, games. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there's like all these weird reel to reel machines going around the room and <laughs> yeah. flashing lights. Wow. wow. It's good times. That's all I'm looking at, Monica. What do you got? Uh, the only thing I watched was a ridiculous 2B movie, too, called Naked Fear. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What? If you want to see a naked chick throughout the movie. I do. Okay, there okay. you go. Uh, this is it. So this idiot girl wins a bikini contest and then gets a phone call. Hey, we'd like you to come to our city to work in this blah, blah, blah. So she shows up in New Mexico and she's put in a strip club to strip. Of course. And of course, she can't leave till she pays her debt off, right? How big is the debt? Well, back then, $14. I... dollars <laughs> yeah. It's not a debt. It's her drink tab. <laughs> yeah. So then they, uh, the the girl she's sharing a motel room with, because, you know, you could escape at any time because you're just in a motel. Yeah. So um, they tell her, well, you know, you need to do extra if you want more cash. Oh. So of course, like a, like a decent career opportunity, yeah. really. The guy that, a different pole. yeah, the guy that plays the sheriff in this movie is the dude from Thinner, the okay. mafia guy. Oh, Joe Montana. Yeah, okay. he wow. he plays in it. Oh no, but um, that doesn't bode well for Joe Montana. But she ends up, you know, picking up a dude from the the strip club and uh, goes home with him. Oh, turns out he's a killer. Shit. So she wakes up oh. the next day all tortured and beaten naked in the woods and he tells her, "You got 15 minutes to get going or you're dead." So right. yeah, so that's what the movie's about. Well, I don't feel like I need to watch it now. I yeah. pretty much just broke it down for us. Yeah. And we kind of get the idea what's going to happen at yeah. the end. So. You do? I don't think you do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You had me a naked chick, but now I'm... Well, she is naked, but I don't. I didn't give away how this all ends and I'm what not, happens. I'm not that infested, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll... Cruise past it or something. <laughs> Just fast forward then to Just the end. The strip yeah. Parts and then go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buddy, you got anything then? Nope, out of town, so didn't get a chance to watch it. Nice. Right on. Let's do a little immersion therapy, shall we? Oh, yeah. Immersion Therapy We did it. We finally saw Samara Weaving naked. Yes. Last Moments of Clarity from 2020. Uh, streaming currently on Tubi if you're interested. Not a horror movie. Nope. Had some pretty tense elements like with the whole thing. So basically this dude uh, thinks his girlfriend died in a weird explosion slash... Um, <coughs> mafia hit type of a situation and then a few years later she pops up in a movie yeah and it's the same chick and it's fucking samara weaving 
Mm-hmm. And she's uh, damn near naked. Well, she is naked for a good chunk of the movie. Oh, yeah. And that is okay in my book. And she, that, there's a pretty nice sex scene in there, too, buddy. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Still wouldn't call it a horror movie. Thought it was a pretty good show otherwise. Um, you know, kind of suspenseful. Is she really the chick? Is she not? Is he uh, a nutsack? I thought the, the first girl was hotter than her, though. Yeah. That's just because she had like a goth thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I've always been into that. I, I didn't mind it at all. What did you think of uh, Last Moments of Clarity there? Uh, besides that it wasn't a horror movie, it was a pretty good flick. Yeah, that was all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. I'm turning the keys back over to you. Monica, <laughs> right. you didn't get to watch it at all. I did not get to watch do it. Do you want to see Samara Weaving Naked? No, it doesn't bother me if I do or I don't. Well, if you're going to be like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a good mafia show. It's not bad. There, there's some gun play and suspense and stuff all right buddy what do you got for us this week homeboy all right this week let's check out 2018's lose lose is a young cab driver that drags herself into the brightly lit entrance of a rundown police station a demonic entity follows her determined to finally be close to the woman it loves it's a pretty good show yeah you'll find this gem on shutter nice check that out inmates we will do the same and compare notes next week mm. but now Mm-hmm. We must educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. Hit us with those clues from last week, kiddo. Let's see. The movie opened with this line. Hey, look what I found. Why do people feel the need to look for someone in the attic? Old pictures. Gasping sounds at the antique store. Stuck up high school bitch dies by falling down the basement stairs. Or did she really? Suicide by hanging herself in the hospital. Or did she? Daddy's little secret comes to life, but Daddy will soon die by his own karma. And it's streaming on Netflix right now. <laughs> I'm trying to blank on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Polaroid. I have not seen Polaroid. Oh, you I haven't? haven't no. oh. How new is Polaroid? It's a couple years old. Yeah? Maybe 18, 19. Any good? I like it. Okay. Maybe I'll put it on next week's version. Yeah, yeah it's pretty Check good. Okay. Uh-huh. I have not seen that one yet. Oh, okay. It sounded a lot like the first season of American Horror Story. Yeah. Stuck up bitch, basement stairs. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Worth checking out, maybe. So says Monica. Um, what do you got for us this wow, week? Wow, I hope you guys have seen this one at least <laughs> I have eight clues for you. First one, Nazis. Two, screaming for help. Three, loud banging sounds. Four, there is a book that explains everything. Five, shadows are starting to move. Six, satanic ritual in a haunted mansion. Seven, no need to worry. No need to worry about the enemy. The house will take care of them. And maybe even you. And eight, how will this end? Oh, that's right. Time travel and no legs. Whoa. 
Oh, did you see this one? I did. <laughs> I really liked this did one. Did you really? Yeah. I liked it up until the ending when we got the big... <laughs> After that, it was like, oh, I can't... <laughs> fuck out of here. All right. Uh, I think I got her down, inmates. I may be wrong, though, but um, you never know. Maybe. <clears throat> uh, in the meantime, I think that's about going to be it for us this week. You guys got anything else on the week? No. No. All right. Join us next week for Mary from 2019 uh, here in Horror Adrift Month in the Padded Room Podcast. Um, In the meantime, uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. We do have a Patreon campaign running if anybody wants to make a contribution. All kinds of prize swag and running themes and things like that to pick from over there. PaddedRoomPodcast.com is where you find all that information and anything else you need to know about us. Uh, In the meantime, for Buddy, looking tired, Monica, looking uncomfortable, me, (laughs) feeling awkward, uh, Nazi death ships, adrift at sea, uh, other weird things that have to do with Nazis that I probably shouldn't get into, uh, Stephen King adaptations, uh, things you should and shouldn't eat while on an abandoned boat, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week.